0: Hiya guys, it's Ollie here and welcome back to the NUFC broadcast. So obviously it's the January transfer window and we haven't got a game this weekend, but there's a lot of sort of talk uh, and rumours that have come up in the last 48 hours or so with regards to potential outgoings, potential incomings. So it's been a quiet month so far. Obviously, FFP issues have, have caused a bit of a problem. But, yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of talk in and out that's come out over the past few days. So Thursday night and Friday morning, Friday afternoon, there's been a lot come out. So, yeah, I just want to do a quick roundup of all of that. Um, and obviously, we'll start with potential incoming. So there's been a lot of talk about, about Calvin Phillips. It's been a bit of an ongoing saga. It's been widely reported that he's our top target this month. But from what's come out over the past few days, it sounds like this is looking less likely. So the likes of Luke Edwards at The Telegraph, Craig Hope at The Daily Mail, they've said that the £7 million loan fee that Man City are insisting on is currently too much for Newcastle. It is a lot to pay for five months of football, especially when he hasn't been playing much. Uh, they've also said that Man City, I know Sky Sports have said this as well, that, that Man City are going to ask for his wages to be paid practically in full. And he's currently on 135000 a week, according to Sky. And not only that, this talk that Man City are going to insist on an obligation to buy, which would mean at the end of the season there's a there's a mandatory purchase option, a little bit like the Lewis Hall situation. So, and, and and I know the Telegraph have said that that's currently forty million. So a seven million loan fee and a hefty guaranteed permanent purchase at the end of the season means that that's a lot to pay for a twenty-eight year old who, like I say, has had injury issues but also hasn't played much football. So is it, it's still being sort of put out there that Newcastle are still keen but won't give in to Man City's demands and are hoping that Man City's demands come down uh, and obviously not just the loan fee but they don't want to pay or they don't want sorry, a, a guaranteed obligation to buy this summer when they know they're already paying 28 million for Lewis Hall so um, obviously there's a there's a bit of a sort of standoff there but in the meantime it seems other clubs are taking a, a look and could step in there so I know Sky Sports on Friday morning said West Ham are now in talks um, over a move for Calvin Phillips and exploring terms of the deal I know Barcelona, Atletico Madrid have also been mentioned along with Everton, Palace, Brighton. So there's plenty of clubs interested and it seems it seems we're not prepared to pay what Man City are demanding. Uh, and with that, there's been suggestions that we're looking elsewhere. We're looking at sort of options in Europe and um, other options in the Premier League and the Championship. So a couple of names have, have cropped up. So one is Atalanta's Edison, the Brazilian midfielder, 24-year-old, actually played in a pre-season friendly St. James's Park a few years ago and... Um, he looked good in that game and he's continu- continued to sort of get better and better, I think, for Atalanta in Italy. So it initially came out in Italy, Italian, an Italian outlet said would watched, Steve Nixon rather, had watched their 5-0 win on Monday um, and he was sort of there to to specifically watch Edison. Now, Mark Douglas, who's now at the iPaper and, and Craig Hope at the Mail, have, have since come out and confirmed that he or someone were watching, although it obviously remains to be seen whether we would be able to strike a deal there in January. They wouldn't agree to a loan deal, which is is fairly obvious. Um, and, and when it comes to a permanent signing, I think it, it would be a big player for Atlanta to let go towards the end of the January window. I know Craig Hope said they'd want 40 to 50 million, which at the minute could prove too expensive for Newcastle. So he could be um, more one to watch for the summer unless they decide to bring forward that uh, sort of summer plans and spend some of their summer budget in January, as we did with Anthony Gordon last January. So so Edison's been mentioned, but seems unlikely for January for those reasons. Another big name that's come out, I know the Telegraph have pushed this exclusive at about lunchtime on Friday, that Amadou Onana, the Everton midfielder, apparently he's been sort of identified as a, a player with the ideal attributes for our midfield and, and, and both sort of in the short term and the long term. Obviously in the short term, we know Joe Linton's, Going to be out for the season now, he requires surgery on his groin. Uh, so in the short term, he's that sort of midfield powerhouse who can come in and give us that physicality. But in the long term, um, obviously there's some doubt over Joe Litton's future, but there's also a need for for more in midfield. Um, and I know Onana can play as that sort of holding midfielder or a little bit further forward. Um, so he's obviously someone that the recruitment team, according to The Telegraph, really like. Um, and I know just looking a bit more into Luke Edwards' is exclusive there with Onana, It says that Newcastle obviously are aware that Everton's financial issues have obviously been they've already been deducted ten points and they're still involved in a sort of Premier League case there to see whether they could be fined further and deducted more points. So FFP is a massive problem for them, and they are obviously in need of selling players to raise funds. I think so. It's been suggested that their summer asking price would be around fifty million pounds, and Newcastle could meet that in the summer, according to the Telegraph. But to sign him in January they would be prepared, again, according to the report, to move forward their summer spend into January if the price was right. But there's also talk there that they could look to see whether Everton would accept an al- a loan fee with an obligation to buy in the summer. So it's obviously a very complex deal, and it's probably not easy to get Onana on, or on a, a loan deal with an obligation to buy, because that's very favourable for us. But if Everton were guaranteed a decent loan fee and a payout over the summer, maybe it's something they'd consider. And obviously... As I mentioned before, we saw with Anthony Gordon last January, at a time where we were told we had nothing to spend. We obviously moved some of our summer budget and allocated that for January to get a deal done. So, could we do the same with Onana? Obviously, he ticks loads of boxes, and I think you know some people maybe aren't so keen. But he's 22. He's he's six foot four. He's he's got technical ability, and he's he's he would fit. I think Eddie Howe's sort of high intensity style mixed in with his his, his potential. So that could be one to watch. And then the final a few names that were mentioned. By Craig Hope in his piece of the mail, he said that Philip Billing, who's someone that Eddie Howe signed for Bournemouth, I think he brought him from from Huddersfield for 15 million a couple of years ago. Um, apparently, Philip Billing, someone Newcastle like, as as a sort of a another addition to our midfield. But again, it wouldn't be an easy do- deal to do at the end of January with Bournemouth doing well and being reluctant to sell key players. And another another new transfer link is Hayden Hackney, the Middlesbrough midfielder england under 21 international he was apparently watched by newcastle scouts in their carabao cup semi-final win over over chelsea i think it was last week so so yeah that's just a little roundup of some of the the links we've seen with incomings and yeah so after the break i'll look at some of the links with outgoings as well step into the world of power loyalty So moving on to possible outgoings, there's been a lot of talk about Kieran Trippier and Joe Linton, which we'll come to in a second. But I think the main one that looks almost certain to happen is Javier Manquillo to Celta Vigo. So it came out from The Athletic on Thursday afternoon that he was sort of on the verge of joining Celta Vigo, who are actually managed by Rafa Benitez, the manager who brought him to Newcastle from Atletico Madrid um, several years ago. So there's obviously a link there between Benitez and Man and obviously a move back to Celta Vigo allows him to go back to Spain, his homeland there so that would make sense for all parties and it would be a good move for him really to get him sort of playing more regularly again back to his his home country, back playing under Rafa Benitez but also creates a space in the squad for Newcastle and it also sort of eases maybe the the, the strain on our wage bill as well Um, I I doubt there's a massive fee there but um, in terms of the the permanent deal but he's a player who was out of contract this summer so getting any sort of fee for him now um, and moving him off the wage bill is all good from from an FFP perspective so yeah that's just a quick one I mean the final thing to say on Mankio is he's there was a video that came out on Thursday night of him arriving at sort of Celta Vigo's headquarters to, to do his medical and things like that so it's not done yet but that seems almost certain to happen and yeah the next one which is a little bit more concerning but I guess there's there's two sides to it, is that it came out again Thursday night. Craig Hope dropped a big exclusive saying there's issues over Joe, L- Joe Linton's contract. Apparently he's been in talks over an extension because he's, his deal's due to expire in 18 months' time. So basically at the end of next season, his contract will be up. Now, Craig Hope's been saying that Joe Linton's demands are well beyond what Newcastle are willing to pay him. So um, I know the Telegraph uh, Luke Edwards, he's he's sort of added to this as well and said that Joe Litton currently earns £70,000, but he's, his current demands have been to earn around 150000 which is not only doubling his wages, but it's around the sort of uh, what the top earners at Newcastle get. So I think some of the, the stuff that came out from Craig Hope's piece, worried fans, there was words like, has he played his last game for the club because he's now injured for the, the remainder of the season? Now we need surgery. So There was a lot of worries there that, you know, is this going to lead to him being sold this summer? And it was actually said in the piece that if there's not a if there's not a resolution to this Joe Linton um, contract talk, then he could be sold this summer because Newcastle won't want someone of his value potentially running down his contract and then entering the final twelve months of his deal. But to be honest with you, I think I think a player or the player's representatives asking for big money is probably a really common first like play in trans in, in contract talks. So. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they have looked at what sort of Bruno Gamars is on, what Alexander Izak is on, and said, "Look, can can, can Joe Linton, one of your top performers, a Brazilian international, can he not be on those that that same level? Um, can he not be earning the same amount?" And Newcastle, I'm guessing, have come back and said, "You know, they they wouldn't be prepared to make him the, the top earner at the club." But again, according to what Craig Hope said, they've they've made him a fair offer, which they feel is is representative of his role in the team and everything like that, and his progress under Eddie Howe. So there's a lot of worries there with Joe Linton and it was a bit of a, dropped a bit of a bombshell on Thursday night to see talk of him, you know, could he leave? Could he be sold this summer? Is, is there a contract standoff? But I'm fairly confident, you know, he'll, he'll, with, him, with his spell out with injuries with apparently more talks that to take place between Newcastle and Joe Linton, that that'll be, that'll be sorted. So fingers crossed there. there is a, a resolution um, on that one. And then another bit of a bombshell with regards to potential outgoing was, came out from Lee Ryder at the Chronicle and then so many other outlets jumped on it that Bayern Munich are interested in Kieran Trippier yeah? so um said that Tom- Thomas Tuchel the the Bayern manager said publicly that he wants another uh, right back i think there's a couple there i think the Mazraoui the current options at, at Afcon and um Lema who's also there has been playing out of position at right back to fill in for him so yeah it's apparently apparently Bayern are, are really keen on Trippier yeah? but there's been so many other reports that have come out um, commenting on that interest. Sky Sports have said, you know, Bayern Munich are interested. They've confirmed that. Um, I think the Guardian have also said that, that that story's true. And they've also suggested, and I don't know whether this is them putting two and two together, but they've said that Newcastle have equally shown interest in Kimmich, the um, the the sort of German international who can play at full-back and midfield for Bayern. So they sort of touted a potential swap deal between Trippier and Kimmich, but I'm not sure... If again if that's just an easy link to make. But um but yeah, it's it's kind of like created a lot of debate on social media. People have suggested, well, Trip, yeah, just like Joe Linton's a player entering the last eighteen months of his deal. Some people have said, you know, he's turning thirty four later this year. It is our last chance to sell him. We've got Livermento as a ready made replacement. So some people have, have argued the case for selling him if a big offer came in. Others obviously Look at his leadership, look at his quality in the team. Yes, he's had a dip recently, but he's generally been our most consistent performer arguably since the takeover. So there's there's, there's arguments back sort of on each side there. But one thing to note as well is that Craig Hope at the mail, he said that Newcastle are adamant that they're keeping a hold of of, uh, Trippier. They're not not interested in selling him in in January. Obviously, who knows what that stance would be in the summer with with 12 months left on his deal and about to turn 34 and Livermento pushing pushing to take his, his place in the first team so so yeah there's a, a lot of, of conflicting stuff really on yeah. but I personally would be shocked to see us sell him in January unless a big offer came in and I mentioned there about a big offer because obviously a big offer would help ease FFP concerns, might allow us to spend big um, on one player that's important um, for the short and long term in January so who knows what, what happens with yeah. but I'd be surprised if he left this month and I'd also be shocked if Joe Linton refused to sign a, a new deal and a compromise wasn't reached there but but yeah that's what's been said on both of those and just a final little bit on potential outgoings i know a, a turkish journalist with over a million followers and reports over there in turkey have said that bazikdas have apparently made an official bid for jamal Lasells, who's been linked with bazikdas for quite a few a, a couple of transfer windows now i remember writing an article for the site on sky sports um saying over the final few days of the summer that Besiktas had showed interest in there was some talk that he might leave if he couldn't get a bit more game time. Obviously, he's had game time this season when Botman's been injured and he is sort of the next in line who comes in if Shor- if Shaw or Botman drop out with an injury, but now Botman's fit again. he might be wondering just where where the game time's going to come from. So, Yeah, that'll be another one. Interesting to see what happens there. I guess the difference with Lascelles is he is sort of a squad player who wouldn't massively impact our first team, but he is also the club captain so there's influence there behind the scenes and like I say, he's done a really good job generally when replacing Botman this season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with, with Lascelles. The final little point as well, actually, is just Joe White, the 21-year-old like local local midfielder who's been on loan uh, with Crew in League Two over the first half of the season. He's back on Tyneside at the minute, and apparently he's going to be sort of given a chance to impress Eddie Howe over this sort of two-week winter break. He'll be training with the first team, and Eddie Howe's going to have a look at him and assess whether he's going to be part of our plans for the second half of the season or loan back to crew or someone else for the second half instead so see, so yeah i've gone over 10 minutes then no surprise because it's been so much come out uh like i say thursday night friday morning and it's, no doubt there's more that's come out since i've recorded this but, but yeah that's just a quick update um i know me and ed will be back with a a new podcast early next week probably monday but uh, yeah that's just a quick update on all the incomings potentially and outgoings but yeah if you want a bit more information on any of these obviously we write or i write and some of our other other writers put out pieces on nufcblog.co.uk with all the latest stuff on, on transfers and stuff like that so but yeah thanks a lot for listening guys and we'll see you next week see you later Podcast Network.